Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. Listeners to the podcast would have heard us mention Amazon Alexa many times. It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the show. Smart speakers have taken off in recent years and more businesses are now finding ways to make use of the technology. Kate Burley is the country manager for Amazon Alexa Australia and New Zealand, which is a supporter of this podcast. Kate, welcome to Fear and Greed. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Sean. You're going to have to give me a 101 here. Okay, let's start with the absolute basics. Apologies to listeners who already know this, but many of us don't. Tell me about Alexa. How does it actually work? Okay, well, the easiest way to think about Alexa is she's a general personal assistant that's designed to help you in your everyday needs. Everything from listening to your favorite podcast, as you mentioned, to asking her how to play music or your favorite playlist to what's in the news. Um, You think of it, you know, we design her to be able to answer your questions. The most important thing to think, though, is she's designed for you to talk to. So if you think of anything you could ask your computer or phone to do by typing or swiping, what we really work hard on doing is making sure Alexa can understand your verbal requests and she can respond to you. So she's what we call call a conversational AI. Okay. So how much has this market grown in the last two or three years? I mean, certainly in the last decade, but even in more recent years, it seems to have accelerated. Yeah. I mean, from a global point of view, we've grown 30% year on year. And I mean, Alexa's only been around since 2015. So she's still a relatively new technology. We launched her here in Australia in 2018. And so we've had like, we're in this like a nice growth curve, as you can imagine, because she's Mm. just a little bit more newly launched here in Australia. But yeah, really strong double digit growth year on year since we've launched her. Now, obviously, it makes use of, Alexa makes use of artificial intelligence. It's funny, I've got to say, Kate, when listening to you, you very much talk Alexa as if she is a real person. And the more you talk, the more I'm starting to think to myself, Alexa is a real person. Maybe that is how we are best to use it. Yeah, I mean, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because obviously, Alexa is a disembodied cloud-based service that's an amalgam of many different technologies. But we've personified Alexa somewhat because it makes an AI technology sort of more user-friendly, more accessible in the home. So the idea, as soon as you give something a name, you end up usually applying pronouns um, to Alexa, but we probably shouldn't. Like technically speaking, of course, you know, she's genderless, but I'm going to call her she throughout this because it's Alexa and it works for me. (laughs) I'm happy to go with it. Look, there's been a huge focus even in the last six to 12 months on artificial intelligence. Is this the way most of us will interact regularly with artificial intelligence through assistance like Alexa? Look, I think that, I mean, our focus with Alexa is to come up with this, you know, large vision we have, which is this concept of ambient technology. And what we mean by ambient technology is if we can get to a stage where technology is there for us when we need it. Um, in the home or in the office or in the workplace, you know, it's there when we need it and then then it just disappears into the background when you mm. don't. And the easiest way for technology to sort of be there when you need it is if you ask for it. So if we think back to like our favourite science fiction, you know, movies or whatever, that concept of just being able to ask a computer, you know, to do what yeah. you want is definitely an environment that I grew up in having been in the tech industry for many years. That concept, if only I could just ask and the computer would do what I want, that would be so much easier than having to learn to 
click, type, swipe, etc. And that's what we're working on with Alexa. It's, it's a super challenging problem, but it's also a great opportunity because if we can do that, then it means you and I can just walk into a room as people do who have Alexa smart speakers and just say, Alexa, turn on the lights or Alexa, what's in the news or Alexa, play me the music. And in fact, what she's doing is she's taking that request, she's converting it to text, she's sending it into the cloud and she's computing that demand or command for you. But it feels really quite magical for us as consumers or customers to just ask her to do that and she does it. My my older kids certainly use type as in text. My younger children and my youngest, she does everything via voice. It means the 10 year difference there. But it's funny, in that period, Rosie does everything by voice. Yeah, and I think that really Rosie's got it right. You know, if we had, in the tech industry, if we had have had the technical ability to be able to talk to computers from day one, it's actually the the first starting point. I mean, voice and communication is really the most natural way for us to all communicate with each other. But we've had to introduce over the years other ways of communicating via our technology because it was too hard to do with voice. It took too much processing power. It took for cloud to become more pervasive. But what Rosie's doing, she sounds like she's quite young as well, is very natural. It's very natural to just speak and have have your computer or your device answer. So that's the opportunity of what we've got now with this amalgam of different technologies, the thought that we can actually have something that appears so simple to interact with and is so helpful in your house just by asking is kind of, that's the North Star for us. Stay with me, Kate. We'll be back in a minute. My guest this morning is Kate Burley, Country Manager for Amazon Alexa, Australia and New Zealand. Okay, so let's move out of the household and look at how businesses can use Alexa to connect with customers. So to use Alexa, businesses need to create a skill, in inverted commas, something that a user can ask Alexa to do for it that benefits the business. What what kind of skills are businesses creating so they can use Alexa? Yeah, that's a great question. And the easiest way for your listeners to think about a skill is a skill is to Alexa what an app is to a smartphone. So it's a it's a way a business can build to have their brand or service discovered on Alexa. So you've obviously done that with the Fear and Greed yep. podcast. So customers can ask that. A couple of good examples that I can think of which are super popular is taste recipes, already really popular for people to access via the internet or on their smartphone. But they came to us and they said, look, you know, we've got like literally tens of thousands of recipes that people can access. We think having it on Alexa is a great usage model because if people can ask for the recipe and have Alexa read that through step by step, that will be easier for them to stay in the recipe and follow the recipe yeah. than it will. I don't know if you've ever cooked with your smartphone when, you, you know, the, the, the screen times out, you've got messy hands, you have oh, to swipe yep, it up. Yep. It's hopeless, right? So yep. that was, we're like, yes, we'll build that with you. That sounds great. So we opened up our APIs to allow them to be able to sort of build a really sophisticated recipe model where Alexa can take you through. And then they've they've kind of evolved. Now what they can do is you can say, oh, what can I cook with zucchini tonight? Because I've got leftover yep. zucchinis. All the zucchini recipes will sort of turn up or whatever, if you may. So 
that's a great example. Radio is a huge model. So we've seen Nova do some fantastic work on radio so that, you know, maybe drive time for you, the breakfast drive time show isn't something you listen to in the morning. It's something you listen to at two o'clock in the afternoon because you can just ask Alexa. You can time shift with Alexa by just asking her to play your favorite sort of radio segment whenever you feel like listening to it. So, you know, really good work there. So there's lots of different ways that we've noticed brands, especially consumer facing brands that have a need to connect with their customer where they're adding that power of voice to the interactivity of what they've built for their customers. Okay. What, what about, so that's kind of from the brand side, what about from the consumer side, like how do consumers know to use Alexa to engage with a brand coming the other way? Yeah, I think that the easiest way for them to do it is really to actually look inside the Alexa app. So we do have a companion app. For Alexa's the AI, the device that people buy is a smart speaker. So that might be like an Echo device, that Amazon Echo smart speakers device. And most of the ones that we sell don't have screens. So for that reason, we'll say, look, download the app. If you download the app inside the app, you can look up the skills and you get really what's like a little app store, but it's a skill store of all of the different brands that have built cool stuff from Alexa. And some will be from brands that you haven't ever heard of. Like it might just be this some great little idea for find my keys or you know play yeah, me a, yeah. play me a meditation song or you know people come up with interesting business models around it um, most of them are free so you know you can play around with them and then there'll be big brands there as well like you know all your favorite radio stations will be up there the big music brands you can say uber's build an app so i can say alexa build me book me an uber etc so you know there's there's also the big brands who've have done cool things for Alexa too. Okay, now there's another side to smart speakers and assistants like Alexa. They've got plenty of value for older Australians, it might be, or vision impaired Australians. I know you do a lot of work in this space, Kate. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it's one of the areas that we're the most proud of, really. And it's one of the areas where Alexa wasn't built for this, but we've discovered that as a general purpose smart speaker in the house, she's actually become very helpful for elderly people who are sight impaired who are living at home, um, who've suddenly realised that they can buy just a general purpose off-the-shelf product, get Alexa up and running, and it just becomes a great assistant to them in their home. So blind and low vision, we've done a lot of work with them around taking all of the audio books that they have historically always had available to their customers and setting them up so that their blind and low vision customers can just ask to listen to their audio books, for example, which is a great usage model, adding things to shopping lists so that their carers or assistants know what they can go and buy. That's a simple Alexa function. It's a function I use every day, just asking Alexa to add add grocery items to my shopping list. But imagine if I had a carer, how useful that will be oh, for the yeah. carer to know yeah. that, oh, now there's just a shopping list. I'll just pick that up when I go around to see the person I care for. So, yeah, really great work in that area. And I think another area where we're proud of the work is with the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, they came to us with a great proposal on how they could, you know, help children who are struggling to learn to read for whatever reason and, you know, help improve their literacy and numeracy by building fun, interactive, entertaining stories that test the comprehension of the students as they listen to these fun stories using Alexa. So it's a little bit more engaging than maybe some of your typical kind of educational books that might be around, um, but using the power of Alexa and the power of voice to help 
um, young children learn how to read. Kate, I know another area you're passionate about is improving representation of women in technology. Uh, we talk about it. Are we actually getting any better at, at it? Are we lifting the number of women, not just in the sector, but also in senior roles like yours? Yeah, I, uh, look, I, I always feel like we are because I tend to know where all the great women in tech are because we all know each other. But it yeah. can become, become a little bit of a trick in a way because when you step back and you look at the numbers, we've got marginally better, um, but there's still a long way to go. I think that, you know, I look in my team, 60% of my product managers are female, so I'm super proud of that. Uh, people say they have trouble finding good tech women, but, you know, maybe I found them all, but I doubt I have. <laughs> I think I've just known where to look. Yeah. And maybe being a little bit more deliberate about it. But I do think we have a pipeline challenge still in Australia and indeed around the world of, you know, young students choosing to do computer engineering or computer science or learning how to code. We still see a high propensity of males versus females deciding to sign on to those careers. And if they've got that foundational learning, they'll tend to gravitate towards a tech career on a more traditional path and are therefore easier to find than some of the women who've come into the industry who haven't come up through those classical pathways. So, you know, the whole, I think the industry, our like hearts and minds are in the right space, especially if you're building a general purpose consumer-centric product like Alexa, you want to make sure you've got good diversity on your team because you're building for the general population. Yeah. Right. So we everyone wants to find more females, but I think kind of as a society, we need to work out how we can get more young women inspired to want to follow technical careers. And, you know, I spend a lot of time trying to inspire them out there mm. um, because it's, in fact, a great career to have, you know, really good money too, pay, pays well, great sector, you know, come on yep. down. Yeah, fantastic. Kate, thank you for talking to Fear and Greed. My pleasure. Thank you. That was Kate Burley, Country Manager for Amazon Alexa Australia in New Zealand, a supporter of this podcast. This is the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's most popular business podcast. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your day.